so it really it really is crazy it seems like the those that moment in that movie was you know the song was written for it but um but no matt wrote that um it was inspired by a dylan thomas poem called excerpts from a for a school of witches or from a school of witches um years before and um and we started playing it live and the crowd just kind of had an instant reaction to it Welcome to the Lone Star Play Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Join me and a famous guest. We discuss their career, life, food, Texas, and everything in between. Let's get started. Yes, it's that time again. Another episode, another day, another guest. Same host, though. That's me, Patrick. Okay, thank you for joining, and thank you for listening. Just thank you. Hope you're having a great day. We have a great episode today with a phenomenal singer who you all know, okay? And you remember her band, Sixpence, None the Richer. Her name is Lee Nash. She, she is the lead singer. And you remember the song, remember? Kiss me. Do you want me to sing it? I don't think you, you want me to do. You, or you want me to do. You don't want me to sing that song, I promise you. Um... She sings it so much better. So, you know, there she goes. Something like that. That's not good either. You don't, again, you don't want me singing. But, um, wow, what a great interview. Really enjoyed. We talked about just a lot of cool stuff. Okay, so it's a really great interview. You're really going to love it. We just talked about the songs and the impact and this, that, the other, her history, what she's doing now. Um, Just really cool. You're really going to enjoy it. So, uh, as always, okay, so Lee Nash from Sixpence None the Richer, okay? So, but before we get to that, a word from our sponsor, all right? Texas Real Food. The Lone Star Play podcast is produced by Texas Real Food. Go to texasrealfood.com and you can search your city for stores, butchers, restaurants, farmers markets, and more who are using fresh, artisanal, organic sources. It's a fun site that brings all natural options all together. Okay, it's time for the interview. But real quick, please like and subscribe if you can. Follow us. That would really help us out, okay? So uh, thank you so much for listening and watching and supporting us and uh, just always being there for us. Thank you so much. Tell a friend. That's what I'm going to ask you to do. Just I'm gonna tell a friend about the podcast. That'd really help us out, okay? All right, let's just get to the interview, okay? Here we go. Lee Nash from Sixpence None the Richer. Enjoy. As far as Texas go, where where did you grow up? Where did where did you where do you come from in Texas? I grew up in New Braunfels, oh. but I was born in Houston, and um, my parents are from East Texas. So um, my family's been on both sides in Texas for quite a few generations. Oh, right on, right on. Wow, yeah, that's uh, I grew up more up north. Um, what well, well, musically, what was it like for you growing up? Were you always like? This is what I want to do. I got, you know, uh, th- there's nothing else uh, that I have lined up here. Or was music always around? Were you into other stuff? Um, music was around. I think just um, I grew. I was grew up. I guess um, was kind of an '80s um, hill country kid, which is a, a term for someone that I think I just made up. <laughs> no, that's actually a thing, but you know, I was one of those eighties hill country 80s kids. Hill country um, kid. But I feel like that puts me, it kind of me. There, I think that's a, thing, a song. Right? I think that's a song title. Um, I think it is now. It's like a, I mean, when I hear that, I think of like, you know, I was into dance halls and George Strait and yeah. Randy Travis and George Jones, of course. And, um, uh, Conway Twitty, Charlie Pride. Um, I could just go on and on and on. Tanya Tucker was just a huge country music fan. And um, so I grew up listening to to all these eight tracks that my grandmother had around. And my parents had some pretty sweet vinyl um, of all those like great classic country artists. And um, so that was where, um, that was kind of my wheelhouse. And then I, I met Matt Slocum, on a church trip in New Braunfels. Uh, we were going to the same church just over a summer and he ended up being my partner in Sixpence on the Richer oh. that we 
started together when I was about 15, 14, 15. And, and now I'm just an old lady living in Nashville, <laughs> making my country music dream come true. I love, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's yeah, such great energy. I love that. Uh, wow. I didn't realize you were so young when you started uh, Sixpence. I didn't realize. Yeah. Yeah, Matt was five years older, but he still is. Yeah. And he's still doing great. He's in Nashville as well, missing Texas, I think, as much as I do. Um, but uh, but yeah, he was five years older, so that kind of made things um easier in that regard. And as a 15-year-old, I wouldn't have really gotten very far, literally, because I couldn't drive or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. Can I get a ride? <laughs> anybody yeah right yeah, exactly <laughs> i needed a ride yeah so he he had a little truck and a driver's license so that's funny that's you know one time when i was younger i remember i was like i don't know seven or eight or something and my grandfather was over at our house and i said i got mad at my folks that i'm moving out my grandfather's like okay go ahead pack up your stuff so he, I've never, i'll never forget this memory he watched me pack up like a little suitcase in my room walk out to the street walk walk <laughs> down the street get to the end of the street and realize I got nowhere to go. I just turned back around and came That's back. So great. And he just, you know, it was like a, a funny lesson. Uh, but I'll never forget that. You reminded me of that immediately when you said that. I think every kid, every kid needs to have that. You have that classic moment, yeah, it was, that children's book moment, and your granddad let you have it. That's so sweet. Yeah, it was just like opening the door, <laughs> helping me pack. Like, what else are you going to need for your trip? You, you, you need. All right, buddy. Yeah, all right, buddy. You want out of here? This isn't good enough for you. Okay. Need some cigarettes. Yeah, you need some cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, gives me a little flash. I think for the road. my dad, my dad. Yeah, my dad had a similar story, and I think his grandparent, one of them, let him smoke and then sit there and pretend smoke an entire pack of cigarettes, made himself completely sick. And, you know, I'm pretty sure he ended up smoking on and off anyway, but I don't know. Yeah, that's funny. I mean, but it probably taught him something. Some of those old school lessons. Uh, no, it works. It, it you know, it, it does work. Yeah. Sure. Uh, well, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so so you get started with Sixpence and you guys are singing. Did you know, like, OK, so you partner up with him to sing. Are you thinking like, OK, yeah, we because we have something or just I want to do something? <laughs> Such a good question. That might be a question that I haven't been asked before. I really like it. Um, I think it was both. I really think it was a good balance of both because I really felt um, really impressed by Matt and his lyrics. I wasn't, um, I, I was kind of maybe trying to write songs, but he was very, very well read and was reading um, from, I think some of the greatest minds like C.S. Lewis and all this beautiful T.S. Eliot poetry and Pablo Neruda. Um, did I say his name right? I hope so. I don't know. Um, it's over my head. Um, uh, beautiful stuff. You know, always had like a little, um, I remember it like a little, uh, you know, knapsack <laughs> full of books. When we go on the road, it wasn't a knapsack. A knapsack, yeah. But in my mind, he had a pile of books constantly. Anyway, the guy was so smart. And my point is the lyrics he was writing um, were so beautiful that I felt really flattered that to be the voice that got to sing them. I felt like a sort of a spiritual burden, but it wasn't a burden. I, Cause that the other part of your question, I needed something to do. <laughs> um, school was not, I wasn't having a great time in school. I don't, um, wasn't a great student. Um, and it's not that I just like, didn't like learning. I just have my mind on other stuff. Like I said, I was in eighties, um, Hill Country, Hill Country kid, kid. Yeah. just it was thinking about. It. I couldn't stop, couldn't get my head out of like, what's George Strait doing now? Um, so anyway, I needed to get out of town, and it was the perfect prescription. I mean, I got to travel the world and and do something that I felt was meaningful, and I still do. And um, oh, for sure. And it's led, you know, one one thing. My mother said something to me today that I thought was really beautiful, and that I know I'll say it wrong. But she said, um, you don't know what you know until you know it. Like when God or whatever that thing is that lays it on your heart until it reveals itself to you. Just you don't know until you 
whatever. You don't know what you don't know until you know. No, it. that makes sense. I'm, so, I'm, uh, my mom, I love it. I love that. Yeah. That makes total sense. She's always kind of like half writing songs for me before I even get a chance to do it. So that's, <laughs> That'll be on its way too. I love that. That's that's so <laughs> sweet. Well, that's no. Hey, listen. If my you know yeah. my mom drops little nuggets of wisdom too on me. You know, sometimes I don't know if she knows she's doing it, but I'm always learning. Yeah. You know something from her. That's great. Good. That's, that's great. smart. Yeah, absolutely right. We gotta yeah. uh, for people that have been around, they know things. Uh, oh my god, it's just how it goes, right? She knows everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like it. That's awesome. Well, yeah. I'm glad you have a. Uh, such respect for your mom there um so okay so you guys start playing shows what what was like was the very first show your best memory of those early days or was there like another show because i guess it's different for everybody but do you remember the very first show y'all played and people responded and you were like oh damn guys we we got something here this could work um you know, I think there there was something really, um, there was energy that I always felt when I was on stage, which is weird because I'm not a natural, um, I get really nervous before I'm, you know, in front of people or um, have to speak or um, I guess singing comes more naturally after this year of not doing it for so long. That's all like it's, it's going to seem really new again. Um, but that's kind of, that's been just sort of historically, you know, kind of hands down, wringing my hands all the time on stage. Not a real, I don't know what you call it, enigmatic performer or um, uh, just whatever. So, but I do recall um, one of our first performances was at the church that we met at. And I think I had cur like rollers in my hair because uh, there was like a, a homecoming event or maybe a prom that night or something um <laughs> that was one of our first shows that i remember um people bringing that up like and i really was like that is rough like, that's <laughs> awkward like the girl looks like she has to go to the bathroom and she's her hairs and curlers like what in the hell is that's this so funny. it's a church they're called this like a really unfortunate super long name nobody understands <laughs> so no i don't think it was like I don't think it was like out of the gate. These guys are going to do great, but we definitely had something interesting about us. You know, yeah. that's pretty cool. That's real. That's yeah. a real answer though. I love, I love that so much. Um, the name is, I don't know. The name is long, but it's clever to me. It's clever. It's catchy. You, you stick with it. Somehow you do remember it for some reason. I remember the first time I hear it, I thought, you know, that is a long name, but I remember it. It sounded cool. It made you right. where it came from and what it was like. I I, I thought it was cool. All my, I remember all my friends thought it was cool. We all thought it was cool. So that that is. Uh, That's but I could see in the beginning, you just playing a few places, you know, like, guys, this name isn't going to fit on the sign. What we're going to have to, you know. Poster. Yeah. yeah. Gonna have... gonna do. Yeah. <laughs> so, so many bad jokes like about like fill in the blank, sixpence down the river, okay. sixpence. There was another band called Over the Rhine. <laughs> Sixpence over the Rhine, oh, you know, man. Um, especially in Europe. And they weren't even trying to make fun of us over there. They just were like, like, what is this? What? Yeah. Makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. But let's be real. There, there's so many other band names. They're not getting right either. So, oh, I know. Or, or people's yeah. name. Right. So yeah, yeah. who cares? Uh, the, at the end of the day, it's the song, yeah. it's the music, the energy, like you said that y'all, you know, provided, I kind of want to dig right. into that a little bit more. You, you said you feel this energy, uh on stage mm -hmm. you know when you're you singing with the band can we dig into that a little bit more what, what is that yeah can you describe it for our listeners like what does that feel like what is that what are you talking about um i've heard other performers talk about it and i feel like anybody no matter what what it is if you're doing like what you're you're in the cut and you're really doing what you love to do and it's a moment maybe that maybe not everybody gets that I don't know I hope that everybody does but but um but as a performer and and so in this line of work that's the feeling that you're going for I've heard surfers talk about it too and oh, that's um cool. I, I got I'm not into surfing like the physical like my spirit my fear won't let me do it but I totally get what they're chasing and it's the same thing i've heard those guys um waiting for those big waves talk about that moment i get chills thinking about it um the way i've heard it described um by them is the way it feels and it's like it's something otherworldly 
literally washes over you when you're, you know, in the ocean, but on stage is what just feels like electricity. And maybe it is because there's <laughs> God knows a lot of electricity on the stage, but, um, but no, it's just electric and it feels important. And I think it must be connection like with other people. Um, it doesn't matter if there's 10 people or there's, you know, 10,000 people, it's either there or it's not. And um, sometimes it's just a moment. Sometimes you, I've managed not very often, but to have it for the whole thing, like from oh, the moment yeah. you come to take the post to when you walk off, I just got chills thinking about it because wow. that doesn't happen that often. You, you know, you just, you have them and it's all about, I think, I'm not I'm really sure. I would love to say what it's all about because then I could always capture it, but I think it's definitely a human connection thing. And, um, and it's definitely a, a gift every time that, you know, I get to do it. It makes you want to do it again. Like those surfers will sure. talk about, yeah, I totally almost died, but I would totally do it again. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I don't, so cool. I haven't nearly died on stage from it. But, yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. I hope not. Right. Yeah. That's uh, I don't think musicians get into music for the, that, that, that danger aspect. Uh, as far as the that, danger element yeah no. yeah right there's no uh yeah <laughs> unless maybe the high kicks from van halen back in the day right uh a homeboy i can't remember yeah <laughs> exactly there's some yeah. danger there the guy splitting their bridges yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny uh that's really cool to hear though about the energy i mean i get what you're saying now in the surfer and you know what what makes it interesting that you chose that analogy is a surfer is is looking for that wave Right. They are sitting there looking and then that wave is they do see the right one. They make the choice and they make that connection and they're going to you know, swim out to it and conquer this thing. And uh, it is sort of the same thing. Got the stage is the wave. Right. And the people and you're going to go up there and conquer it. And uh, wow, that's so uh, that's that's powerful for sure. I bet that is uh, yeah. powerful. You know, that's great. You know what? But the people in the audience feel it, too. You know, because you do. Yeah, I've seen concert. Shows yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah, you get lost in it. You're, you're, you're having the best time. You feel like you're almost on mm -hmm. that stage as well in a weird way. It's yeah, it's strange. Yes, yeah. I think that's what you you want to give people. I say you. I mean, just sure. I mean, whatever experience you're trying to provide, like you, you're trying to create connection for yourself, but also for that for those other people and. So, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Sometimes people in the audience might be feeling it when you're not. <laughs> I'm sure that's happened, too. Oh, sure. You know, as much sure. as I've tried, you're not always in, like, the best place. But, yeah, is Laird Hamilton a really big surfer? Mm-hmm. I'm going to yep. be so embarrassed no, no, if that's wrong. No, no, you're correct. I, I saw – I was wanting to quote him a while ago, and I should go back and, and like, look at some of – Cause now you can look at YouTube, but I used to, I would, I, there was a DVD that I bought um, ages ago. Yeah, We're old school. Okay. Uh, right. So we're I like could hear DVDs, talk about it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a whole country yeah. kid from the eighties. <laughs> so um, I, <laughs> I, 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 there's a DVD somewhere, but, um, but yeah, I, I got to go find those quotes again. Cause I, I really connected with that. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I love that analogy. It really is. Uh, and it does, I, you know, the, basically the same thing you said about you know the fear of it and and but you understand what they're doing i i totally agree with that response i, I never found a good way to explain it but that's a great way to explain it like i, I don't i so i'm i would be terrified to be out there uh i did try surfing one time and it was a disaster right. i never got up one time just it was really it was a complete disaster you know i was like 19 in san diego <laughs> with my friend you know oh yeah i got i mean Perfect. what are we talking about I, yeah. I know what i'm doing i didn't know any you know it was it was but i did it yeah i tried it i mean i definitely tried it one did you just try it without the board uh no i just went like, in I've i think I've we tried got it a, without oh the really board without a board what what do you mean you just on your but not not with a really big wave just like baby baby stuff baby like stuff. oh here comes a movement of water and you just kind of get on top of it and just see what happens yeah. i think i accidentally got up to a pretty good speed a couple of times not i mean i you know just having a little bit a little taste of it can give you the idea of holy cow would that be like so at least you tried it for sure and you and there's nothing stopping you could try it again no that's true uh you know it, it's just we might be great servers someday oh gosh i i don't know uh i'm not 
Probably not. I don't think so. Look, I stay in my no. lane. I found my lane. I'm in my, I'm 41. <laughs> okay. I found what I like, where I stick, yeah. you know, where my limits, but I'll always try something. Yeah. I will say that. I'll always give it a go. Uh, That's good. Time. That's good. Yeah. You never know. Um, you know, it's, weird. you just never know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, okay. So cool. So you're, yeah. so you're, you're playing, uh, I kind of want to get, I'm sorry, I'm jumping around a little bit. I want to get back to the, um, I, I'm just curious about yeah. this journey of when kiss me came out, was that, the, was that the big step for y'all that just catapulted y'all or was there another one? Was there another step before that? Cause that was the first time I heard of y'all personally. Uh, but you know, what does that mean? I'm, I'm just me. Right. So, okay. Yeah. No, uh, I think that's a lot of people's um, experience with the band was hearing that song. Um, but no, there were a lot of steps before that. We got together in like 90, I graduated in 94. It was 91, 92 when the band started. And it wasn't until 99 that Kiss Me became what it was. Um, and maybe, I don't know, I guess maybe 1998 when it was released. And then it just, so there were a lot of steps yeah. in there, a lot of, touring um, churches, youth groups, clubs, you know, rock clubs. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just every kind of venue you can imagine. We um, played some youth group, one of my favorite and weirdest, like strangest memories from the road with the band was um, playing at this Christian college. I want to say it was in Tennessee. And this is, yeah, it's awful. I don't know what happened to this kid. I assume that she survived, but it was like these Christian shows and we were, but we were a rock band and um, you know, but it, that wasn't super celebrated. Like it wasn't, I mean, it kind of was, uh, you know, we weren't like the first Christian rock band by any means, but, you know, definitely playing really like, like the guitars would get super loud and, you know, just create like a big energy among young people. And, but, uh, but yeah, they, we couldn't control what would happen and these kids would mosh and, uh, you know, create these mosh pits and stuff. Anyway, they, like, they might've been crowd surfing. I'm not sure what happened. They dropped a girl on her head. Oh. And so the next thing I knew, like, and, you know, we were mid song and they're like, you know, guys, <laughs> you guys are screwed. Y'all are the devil. Everybody was having a good time. People were getting saved. And then you started with your rock music and now there's a girl on a stretcher. So we were like, I can vividly remember standing up against this, the wall, all five of us, like with our heads down. This is the kids all like, in this procession out the doors of the, of the meeting hall, like following the girl on the stretcher. It was like this, well, it sounds like a horrible Bible story. <laughs> oh, and they lifted her up through the roof. No, it was horrible. Um, but uh no, <laughs> they didn't. But uh, but yeah, we just there were many, many. My point that was a really long uh, way of saying. Yeah, my point is there were many, many uh, stages on literally on the way to when Kiss Me happened, and then that started a whole other era of you know really getting to. We'd already been all over the country, and we're really very close friends and very enmeshed in each other's lives and had all these crazy experiences over almost a decade. And then we had this hit and got to go to like Europe and do all this crazy stuff. We went to Japan and wow. we've been to Taiwan together. In fact, I think four years ago, almost today, we were taking off. Um, Trump had just been inaugurated and uh, we were like, couldn't believe what was happening. <laughs> And the plane was taking off like the day oh, of wow. it. And it just felt so weird. We were, see you later. We're going to Taiwan. I don't know if we're ever coming back. <laughs> anyway, I get, new day. I get that for sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was my birthday, actually, the day he, uh, no, the day he got, the day he won the election, 2016. Elected. Yeah, November 9th is my birthday. So he got, it was a worse, I mean, just like, oh my God. I hate my birthday yeah. now. In a things way. were, things were. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, not forever. No, for sure. Well, New this time the yeah. the birthday was was much different. Uh, the, this this turnaround. Yeah. Uh, so for sure. Well, that's right. no, but that's great. Uh, with the band, you guys get to go do all this stuff. Well, I'm curious how the kiss me happened because it was part of. I remember seeing it in the in this movie. Right, she's all that. This movie, 
And so I'm curious, like how, you know, did you guys write the song for the movie or you just wrote the song? They, they decided it worked well with this movie. Uh, I'm, I'm just curious. I'm, everybody's going to be curious about this. Yeah. The song was written before and was already out. And then, um, yeah, our, we had an amazing team uh, of people that were promoting the record and promoting that song as a single. Um, and I, I, I don't know, I think one of the guys that was aware of, you know, they were like more LA minded folks or I don't what am I talking about? <laughs> they were like LA kids and they knew about movie soundtracks and stuff and the Harvey Weinstein's. I think it was a, was it a Weinstein movie? No, it might not have been. I'm not really sure how that happened. I know they worked really hard to get kiss me in the ears of the right, um, the right people. So they sent multiple packages and basically had to stalk the people to like get it on their desk enough of it notice it and then once they heard it they were like oh yeah this is perfect so it really it really is crazy it seems like that those that moment in that movie was you know the song was written for it but um but no matt wrote that um it was inspired by a dylan thomas poem called excerpts from a for a school of witches or from a school of witches um years before and wow. um and we'd started playing it live and the crowd just kind of had instant reaction to it so we'd already been playing it and had been playing there she goes that yeah. was an original yes. song by a band called the long totally. crush that song and so good and those songs they kind of thank you they just kind of we needed something to go with this new song kiss me we had to kind of lighten up the set because the set was really i mean yeah, we are, a lot of our songs were kind of dark yeah. and like more the revelations section of the Bible. <laughs> and, um, and so, so yeah, we needed like an up, like, hey, what's a cover we can do? And Matt, uh, who's I think is brilliant, was like, what about the song There She Goes by the Laws? And and it's just, it was like, that's just weird enough to be perfect. Uh, so, and it was. It's, oh, so good. Yeah, y'all's version of it is it's absolutely amazing. I mean, it's just, it's such a good song on its own, but yeah, y'all did it so beautifully. Yep. Uh, you know, to be honest, every time I hear that song, I think of So I Married an Axe Murder. Uh, it's the intro right. at the very beginning of the song. I, I don't know who sings that version of it, uh, but it's, uh, yeah, I always think for some reason, I always think of that movie. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that movie. Yes. <laughs> I can't remember right now either. No, I love that movie and people associate that song and then they'll say that that's the first time they heard us, but I don't think we're in that. No, movie, no. That, that movie came versions. out in 93. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But they did already have, they used multiple versions of it, like by different bands. They probably used the Laws and that's exactly the it. Other they used the Laws and it, it's maybe starts with a B, maybe. It does. I want to say the Bojangles. The Bojangles. I want to say the Beasleys. No, that's not right. The Beasleys. Oh my God. But something like that. Yeah. Let's somewhere in the middle. Somewhere in the middle of that. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Well, I mean, you know, for sure. And it, it, look, go, switching movies, going back to She's All That. Yeah, I mean, I remember being in the theater, seeing that movie, that song. It does feel like it's like, and it's still, that's such a timeless song. I mean, that's, it really is such a timeless song. Yeah, I listened to it today for the first time in a really long time. It's like, wow, what what a what a beautiful song. A be it almost felt like that song is a part of a, a beautiful stamp in time like it, it represents yeah. more than just that like it represents that whole time period that it happened in as well for for me personally and i think for a lot of people as well yeah. uh which is really cool to be a part it's of something really like crazy. that yeah that's so it, it's, an, it's it's so cool crazy i never would have in a million years expected to um to have something like that happen and it's it's been really it's, it's still fascinates me no they'll love it i love it because i i have yeah it's it's amazing oh that's great um where, where what was like your favorite i'm sure you did all the talk shows back then i love asking this question what was your favorite talk show to play did you have a favorite back then 
definitely David Letterman because I didn't think that we would uh, like get to like make it there because we got on Conan and Conan was definitely you know we were laughing the most at that show back at the time I love but Conan. I'd always been a fan of, of Letterman yeah, like me too. I, I felt like I was the biggest fan in the whole world and so getting to be there was super terrifying and I remember but exciting I was very excited but really really nervous and um, Chris Rock was the guest that night oh, and we wow. were you know our and we're huge fans of Chris Woo! Rock and um, so we were just, you know, freaking out. And, um, and I, I don't know, something went on during Chris Rock's interview with Letterman. I think Letterman kind of cut that sh a little bit shorter than was expected. So when the band, when we came out and I first walked out to the microphone, he immediately pointed over at me and we hadn't met yet. And he was like, I want to talk to you after the song. And I was like, like I, I was so excited, but I so wish like, could you not have waited to say it after we performed? I had to sing that whole thing, knowing that I had to go over there right after. And um, so I can't when I I can't look at that performance without hearing that soundtrack in my head, like, oh my crap, you know. And he came over and walked me over to you know the chair and was just so nice. And that was by far. The best experience because it was the most unexpected um not only did we get to be on the show but i got to have this really unexpected moment with him wow that is so i still i still love him so much i just have so much respect for that guy me too me too i've been watching his netflix um series since he went off the air um yeah I'm such a big fan of his, yeah. for sure that's awesome. Yeah. Wow. What a great, what a great mind. What a great experience to get to sit down with David Letterman for sure. Oh my God. I can't even imagine. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah. It was cool. Oh gosh. Of course. And, and you know, you've got so many wish, of them. Yeah. I wish I'd had a little bit more composure. <laughs> yeah. I knew what you meant. <laughs> yeah. There was Conan, yeah. and Leno, and I think we were. We were on the Donnie and Marie show. Um, <laughs> True. Do you remember that was a yeah, thing? Yeah, I remember. I do. That was a thing. Yeah. So there, there were so many of them. <laughs> there were. There really were. That was the best. You know, but this is pre. Yeah. I mean, internet was around, you know, barely, but, you know, pre social media and pre any sort of promotion like that. I mean, this is still selling CDs you know, out doing shows, going on these type of shows and promoting your stuff. And, you know, that's where you saw bands was right. at, you know, at on Letterman or on Conan or on Leno, right? Like you, you waited to the end of the night, right? The band at the, it was a big, big deal uh, back then. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. For sure. Uh, oh, that's so that's yeah uh, so what have you been what have you been uh up to during like for COVID and stuff I'm sure you, you mentioned earlier like you haven't been able to perform so does it and you said it kind of feels like going back to the beginning is that is it like you feel like you have to start over again and get over that you know the fear of performing almost like you did in the beginning is that that's great yeah I, I don't i i'm i'm having a real moment right now where i can't imagine things getting back to normal, but I know they, they slowly will yeah. and just kind of trying to remember or figure out what's normal <laughs> going to be because my son just turned 17, um, a few, like, uh, January 9th. And, um, so the, this year, you know, it's just sort of disappeared, but it's also been this really beautiful thing. I know people, you know, everybody's basically saying the same thing, I think in one way or the other, like it, in a way it's like on the timeline it's maybe it would help me i need to make a timeline and be like okay this this was his sophomore year now it's his junior year now we're in the second semester it just but it's all this time that i was thinking no this is going to roll out like it's always rolled out and then yeah. it hasn't yeah. um but i got all this really great you know just home time just to really feel very you know connected to my nest here um which is amazing so i'm never gonna look at that and think it was a wasted year um sure. but it's just been it's just been strange but uh, yeah I'm, I'm thankful for the time and he got home while we were doing this podcast just like 10 minutes ago did you even notice uh, he's like a ninja no, he I didn't. figured out i mean he was like 
very Tom Cruise Mission Impossible, like crawling over things. He's, uh, I was very impressed. <laughs> and he's not small. That is funny. Like six, one. Oh, gosh. Yeah. No, that's not small at all. Uh, that's hilarious. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it definitely has well, been uh, an interesting year for sure. Um, well, have you been, you know, trying to do some music maybe or, you know, writing or I don't know, other creative stuff, maybe even just something off the wall? Yeah, yeah. I, um, I had sort of started um, to try to I, I would like to someday write a book about all these experiences and things. Um so I bought this iPad that I'm talking to you on now, right before the the pandemic started. So you would think that like by now I've had all this time <laughs> to write. <laughs> I have not even sat down to work on it since before because I've just been in a state like a cat in a sure. tree that's like can't get down yeah. is how it's felt. Um, but I have, I've written... Um, are co-written some songs that I'm really, really proud of and that are, um, I've got one coming out. I guess it's okay to talk about it um, on February 5th called Good Trouble with um, my friend Ruby Amonfu, who's an artist um, here in Nashville. She's incredible. And um, so we've been like doing some photo shoots and stuff like that. And I haven't done, you know, anything like that in a while. And just sort of, it's not only just that I haven't done it in a while, it's more that it just becomes something that you're not taking for granted anymore. Like, oh, that might happen again. I think I put it out of my head, like, well, okay, I'm done. I'm done now. I'm just hanging it up. I'm going to fold these old bones, you know, into a suitcase, just roll me under the bed and it's, it's over. And, um, and then like, you know, you get an idea and, and something whispers in your ear again, and you're like, Oh, that seems important. Cause I definitely don't want to be, you know, you were talking about having a lane and staying in it. I don't, you know, I, if I have a lane, I would like to stay in or find or be in one where what I'm putting out means something to me at least. Um, and then hopefully to other people. Um, so yeah, I'm, so I've kind of put that out to God. Um, and my, when I pray about the future and what I'm doing now and, um, just like, let it be something that, you know, is pleasing to you. Um, and that is something worth leaving behind. I have a song called something worth leaving behind. It's kind of cheesy now every time I say that, but, but, uh, but I, but I want, I want that to be the case, you know, not just, um, at this point, I mean, I'm 44. I don't feel like that's old, but I think the music industry does um, for the most part, unfortunately, when it comes to women, um, which I don't really know what that, what the point in saying that is, but I guess it's just like at this point, no, but I get you. In my lane, I get it. I would like to meet something. Yeah. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. No, that stinks. Uh, it shouldn't be that. I mean, that's, it's, it's just be about the music no. and, you know, gosh yeah. right like i kind of feel like it's an extra pressure to like if i'm going to stay in the room it better mean something yeah. but i don't know that that may be kind of a turned around that might not be so healthy now that i think about it um but yeah it just maybe i don't i feel like i don't have the energy um to put up or to put up with myself singing about something i don't really you know believe in sure. I, I know that for sure after all these years and um doing a good bit of of both of do thankfully i got to do so much that i have 100 percent believed in and been really proud of but a few things like you feel like you have to do it or you know i'm trying to just pay the bills kind of thing um yeah i know that i don't have the energy for that i would rather go find something else to do which at this point i mean that's not gonna make money surfing so i gotta <laughs> get to writing those songs yeah. yeah i gotta get on those uh get on the hey you could get a podcast going you know people are doing podcasts that's uh you know have some great conversations with your musician friends sixpence none the podcast no i don't know i mean that's a great idea it's a great yeah. idea you may have just helped me launch it. <laughs> Sixpence none the podcast. I mean, you know. Sixpence none the god. Hey, there you go. Oh, wow. People go. losing and finding their faith and then losing it again Whoa. and finding it again. Whoa. 
Hey, that's a great. <laughs> that's that's a great. I mean, whoa. Yay. Hey, hello. You know who I had on the podcast? Yeah. I had Max Lucado. Have you heard of him? Oh, I have. Yes. That, I, you know, that's amazing. You, that's a big. Whoa. Tell me about it. it he was he sent me a book. He, he, yeah. he sent me a personalized copy of his book and he invited me down. He's, you know, I, I told him I wasn't a believer. And uh, but we had this great conversation. Yeah. You know, it was like, yeah, talk and, man, we had the most awesome conversation. I have so much respect for that guy. He was so cool. But what you just said reminded me of him because he told me this great story of his faith and what he's been through and how it's gone. Yeah. It's come and gone. Right. Like the waves. Yeah. Not to go right. back to it, right. like, kind of like the waves. It could come Did it back. come back? Yes. I mean, he's. Yeah, he's, it does. It, it does. comes back. It always comes back. You know, I just have a hard time tr like trusting people. Hmm. And it's not always true, but I don't know. I find it seems like the most authenticity um, is in a person who has either really struggled to find their faith or had it and lost it period or had it, you know, that you, it's, it doesn't just come easy, even though that's apparently like, we're supposed to be like children and have faith the size of mustard seed. That's the kind of thing that you know, I grew up in a Southern Baptist um, church and that's what I grew up hearing. And um, so I don't, I don't know, I guess that that would be like a nice thing to admire in a person, but I find myself more attracted to voices like Richard Rohr. Have you heard of Richard Rohr? Uh, no. I, it'd be so cool. You guys should try to get him on your podcast. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna look that name. Do you, is it always people from Texas? Yeah. Is it always Texas people? Yeah. I mean, they have to have a connection to Texas. They don't necessarily have to be born here, but some sort of connection to Texas in some in some way. I love that. I'm so glad. I'm so happy that I'm from Texas, <laughs> so I can be on this podcast. Me too. Are you kidding me? This has been. This is why I love doing this. Uh, look, I'm a I'm a chef originally. You know, I started this. We started doing this podcast right. a little over a year ago. So I sort of changed gears in a way. Um, you know, exploring a different part of myself and and taking my experiences to do this to talk to people. Uh, but I have yeah. I, I have no. Um, training in this uh for for instance um I, yeah. I just more from just being in restaurants and have traveled and yeah. lived in other countries and uh you know you just learn to communicate with people and get along and yeah. you, right um so you get that have a genuine interest in people exactly to talk to them exactly um, yeah, yeah that's great yeah so you know look it's uh it's well, all, cool. all possible to do not necessarily pivot to i'm not saying this but whatever you, you want yeah. to but look people are doing podcasting you do have something to podcast about a hundred percent that people would want to listen to yeah that is yeah. true um you know i am throwing I, if i can put up with myself long enough <laughs> <laughs> hey if i can do it i could i'm very interested in other people yeah <laughs> uh, trust me I, I mean i'm all about yeah. the person coming on you know that that's what i love about this is that i get to talk to just so many interesting people and they're different every time different story but i learn from them selfishly i'm taking all these little nuggets of wisdom they're giving right like it's like this right just unbelievable uh, experience to get to get to do that. Uh, That's great. I know. I bet. That's really cool. And you, you get to do it from Austin. I'm so yeah, jealous. absolutely. Yeah. From Austin. Yes. Yeah. This is a great city. You, um, you, I'm sure you performed here a lot. It's a, it's a great city here. Yeah. Changing a little bit. Yeah. I yeah. say that every year. It know. is. It's what a little they, bit. They say it's changing, but they say that every year. Right. So every year they go, well, yeah. remember last year, it was so much better. Right. It's like it, it could go forever. We, we could just go down. To, uh, <laughs> last year, it was so much <laughs> that's, that's what they say every no, year. It'll never, it'll, it'll never be what it was in the, like in the 80s. Yeah. Never. <laughs> 80s Hill Country Girl. Well, look, I'm an 80s. I guess oh, I would yeah. be an 80s DFW Metroplex boy. Right. That that would be my. Sweet. <laughs> yeah oh. i'm all I, I i i got it this is like yep. this is a new thing we I know we, i'm gonna describe people as uh <laughs> you realize you've done that yes you open the door oh you're a hoka you're a 80s 90s hill <laughs> yeah 90s 80s hill countries uh, oh you kind of start 
Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I was born in 76, but I didn't want to say 70s Hill. I didn't want to like go, you know, I feel like the truth is really the chunk <laughs> of my upbringing was in the 80s. Me too. I'm with you. Right. I was born in 79. <laughs> I don't What do I remember about the 70s? Yeah. Zilch. Like, not a, not, no, not a, I was 76. That's yeah. there. That's uh, right around yeah. the same. Uh, yeah. Gen X, I guess the last of it. Um, mm -hmm. So, OK, yeah. so what you said, you have some stuff um, coming out. Maybe uh, you said you had the other song coming out. You Are yes. you trying to plan any shows for the rest of the year? I'm curious if or you're just like, you know what? Some artist, every artist I talk to is a little different. Some are like, you know what? I'm waiting till literally yeah. some have said I'm waiting till 2022 to even begin. Yeah. Some are like, nope, I got to get on it. You know, others have bands to play or, or to pay or this or that. Or so, yeah, I'm curious. What... Yeah, of course. Um, well, I don't know. I guess I'm just sort of waiting. It's been a weird year. I haven't like heard from. Our, my book, my poor booking agent, I would imagine that she's oh, had to pivot in unbelievable ways. You know, yeah. the music industry has suffered enormously in artists and venues. Um, uh, so as venues start to, you know, open up, if they, if and when they do, um, and I pray they, they will, and they will, um, then, we'll, then I guess when they start booking, that's when I'll, Try, you know, hopefully somebody will be like, oh, think about me. But I do have music that will be coming out in the meantime. Some really cool stuff that I'm still too afraid to talk about because I'm afraid it won't happen. I don't want to <laughs> jinx it. Um, but you'll know you'll know it when you hear it. You'll be like, oh, that's what she was talking about. And if you don't hear it, you'll be like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what she was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, but the the song "Good Trouble" on February fifth that will be something to look forward to. I I'm awesome. very excited Good about trouble. it. I'm very proud of nice. it. Nice, yeah. nice. Um, are are you been doing any like live streaming or trying to connect that way? Has that been of any interest to you? No, it's weird. I I've done it just for um like literally out of boredom a couple of times. I thought <laughs> I wonder if I got if I did a live stream and just had a conversation or did like a Q&A if anybody like I wonder if the other people are bored too. And and quite a few people jumped on and it was fun to answer questions, but then after a while it just becomes it's so self-focused cuz you're not it's not um so, well, yeah, said, they want to hear from you, you know, right. they, they want to hear right. about your stuff. Nobody wants to hear about Fred's, you know, what Fred did on Tuesday. Like no. it's, I mean, I, I it mean, feel bit at first, you know, maybe a little bit. Yeah. But. At first it felt, it felt kind of like, yeah, exactly. I'm pretty into, I'm interested in people, oh. but uh, yeah, I, I just, I don't know there. I feel like so many people are filling up the space with their live stuff that, Again, it's uh, it's my instinct to um, I'm a little bit of a what do you call it, a shrinking violet, um, but I don't think that's always a bad thing. Just kind of won't speak up until maybe I feel like I have something important to say or to throw in there. Yeah, I've gotten in trouble a few times over the year, the last year, with all the the racial and political stuff going on, and you know you kind of stomp your feet a little bit too loud and you get your hands slapped and then I'm quiet for a while on the internet, like, oh, like Instagram shamed. And so yeah, um, I've tried to keep it a little more neutral. I hate that. Yeah. It's a tough time. You're right. It's a sens sensitive time out there. Um, definitely have to be careful with. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, you know, what, what you say a, a little bit, I mean, to some extent, um, you know, I think, it, right. Yeah if, yeah. if your heart's in the right place, but um, yeah, I mean, for sure, for certain people um, online on, yeah. I mean, I'm not in that position. Nobody's looking at what I'm saying and like, you know, looking at it, but for someone like yourself, yeah, absolutely. I can't imagine honestly having that uh, hang over me. Um, because It's just, I don't, I just can't imagine. I, I didn't think it would be that big a deal. Yeah. I, I can't imagine being the kind of person that would get that mad over something I had. To oh, say. I agree. I, Cause I move on. I agree. A hundred times a day. I see ridiculous things. Sure. And I'm like, okay, I'm not, we went to high school together. That doesn't mean I have to comment <laughs> on the post. Like, and I've actually gotten off of Facebook because of that. Cause I've had friends from high school say terrible things. Like, wait, I thought I knew who you were. I'm like, 
I guess I'm super liberal now, but I don't know. What's, what's that? Yeah. I oh, I've been there. Um, really conservatives I, I get it. Went all the way around to being liberal. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what I am anymore. So. <laughs> that's about, yeah. you're right. That's a funny way to look at it. That You're right. It's a, that's an interesting, uh, yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, you're right. It's, um, it's scary. I mean, look, we didn't grow up with social media or any of this stuff. So, you know, it's not like we were, you know, in school and, and we're able to manage this, right? Like growing up, it just was sort of like thrown in and like, oh my God, I don't even know what's going on. How do we do that? You start treating it like real life, but then other people are not, right? Because they say things they would never say to somebody's face on right. media, right? right? And that's for somebody that didn't grow up with social yeah. media, they don't understand that too much. Uh, I, well, maybe not. I right. guess there are exactly. some people that are doing it, but yeah, it's an, it's just yeah. I'm with you. I I'm with you. Um, like I may we may run into each other again, pal. Yeah, and, you know you're gonna regret that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chances <laughs> like, are, I, I, I forget. No. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's definitely interesting. Well, gosh. Well, well. Look, uh, th- this has been an absolutely amazing conversation. I gotta say, I just I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed uh, speaking to you and. Uh, this is going to be such a great episode for you our too. listeners. Like for real, they're really going to love uh, this episode. Um, is there anything you wanted to, anything I didn't mention or anything you want to plug or anything, you know, give us your, so- no, your well, social media handles. if you want. No. Um, oh yeah. Um, well, I'm at Lieber Nash on Instagram and I forgot what I am on Twitter, but somebody um, <laughs> hacked my Twitter page a long time ago. And so um I don't have it anymore. Oh no. <laughs> so, but I did, we made it, we made a new, we made a new uh, Twitter page. So, but I just have been, I'm not, I worked so hard for that last one and I had, oh, you know, like seven or 8,000 followers and somebody took it and now I've got like 200 followers and I've been terrible. I just, it, that's so trashy of me to be like, well, I just guess I won't post there anymore, but I don't know. I'm pretty engaged on Instagram and it's at Lee Bird Nash. Um, but I, the only thing I would like to plug is uh, Little Mexico in Austin. So everybody go eat there. It's my favorite restaurant. Bam. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Yes. You like it too? Yes. Yes. And, yes. and I love that you wanted to plug some food. I love that too. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. all about supporting my my industry, uh, especially right now. Oh just like gosh. musicians. Restaurants, yeah. you know, music, they're just like, going, you know, really going through something uh, very similar uh, right now. So for sure. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. It's just, I know. It's, it, it really I know. Is. There's so much great food to be uh, to be eaten and talked about down there. So y'all keep uh, fighting a good fight. I'm glad you're doing this podcast. It's, it's awesome. So yeah. thanks for including me. Oh, gosh. No, the pleasure was was all ours. Uh, again, thank you so much for taking the time. And for giving us this wonderful episode that our listeners are are gonna love, I'm I'm really excited. And and you know, really, absolutely, best of luck of this new um you know new song coming out, and just with the rest of this year, you know, with you know, hopefully everything will it will get back to that. It's just a matter of when, right? Uh, so for sure, right. best of luck with all that, and my best to you. Stay healthy. Yes, yes. All right, you, well. you too. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lee. All right, take care. Take care. Bye bye. All right, bye. The Lone Star Play podcast is produced by Texas Real Food. Go to texasrealfood.com and you can search your city for stores, butchers, restaurants, farmers markets, and more who are using fresh, artisanal, organic sources. It's a fun site that brings all natural options all together. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information, go to thelonestarplay.com. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Until next time. <laughs>